Welcome back to the WREM Morning Show. Joining me in the studio this morning, I've got Chris Barber, Coordinator of Criminal Justice Programs at uh, Carl Samber College. Christopher, how you doing, man? Pretty good. How's things with you? How's your summer uh, been so far? It's been great. Uh, I'm a teacher, so <laughs> generally get summers off. I teach a few classes. and uh, I just uh, got done with one uh, kids camp, uh, and now I'm getting ready to start a couple more next week, so... Uh, kids camp, I bet that's that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, um, that we get generally from oh fifth graders up to seniors in high school. Uh, they come out and uh, we put them in our crime lab, and we just start investigating different crimes. We use the tools of the trade, whether we do shoe castings or fingerprinting or uh, you know blood collection. Uh, this last week. I, uh, we've got a mannequin and I set it out in the little timber area out back and we had a little blood trail leading out back and, Very cool. and we collected blood and, you know, we talked about, you know, searching for blood and how to do search patterns. And so it was, they had, they had a great time. Well, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know any kid that at least one point went during their childhood said, I want to be a police officer. You know, everybody wants to be a police officer yeah. when they're a kid. So I'm yeah. sure they're, they're very intrigued by that whole thing. Yes. Yeah, they're very excited. Awesome. Uh, I'll tell you what, Sandberg has a has a fantastic criminal justice program. They always have that. Yeah. Yes, they have. Kind of kind of talk about the uh, programs they have out um, there. Yeah, we, uh, we have an AAS degree where you can get a two-year degree out there. Um, very good program. Um, I took over for Dave Kellogg uh, that had passed. And he set the program up really good, um, got the courses we need. I brought back a couple courses. Um, but, yeah, the, the students get a very good education out there. Uh, all the instructors are, are, are former or current police officers, so you get current uh, information and training from, from those officers. I know uh, Sam, that's just one of the many great things that Sandberg does very well out there. Um, I guess we should have started this whole thing by giving a little background on yourself. Well, um, I started out in Des Moines County over in Burlington, Iowa, as a correctional officer. Um, I was there for about four years. Um, I was their uh, inmate uh, containment team captain, and I did uh, some defensive tactic training where I, where I taught officers how to defend themselves and extract cell, uh, inmates from cells. And then uh, I was hired by Henderson County, uh, where I retired from. I worked there 21 years, and during the course of that, um, I did some investigations off and on uh, for about four years, kind of filling in here and there. Um, I was in the drug task force for four years, and I was a sergeant for the last nine years of my career there. Decided, you know, I'm not getting any skinnier, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. What am you. I going to do? I'm going <laughs> to. We can retire at 50, you know, at you know, as tier one, and. I decided I'm going to go back to school. I want to teach when I retire, and that's what I did. I went back to school and ended up getting my doctorate by the time I was done, and, which, you know, if I'd known I was staying at Sandberg, I probably wouldn't have got my doctorate and just stuck with my master's. But sure. Sandberg is such a great program that I decided, you know, this is it. I originally was going to go to a university. That's what I was seeking to do, go teach at a university, but I love it at Sandberg. And, you know, the administration – they, they support the program. They support each faculty member, each staff member out there, and it, it's a good place to work. Yeah, they support everything. Yeah. So we're so fortunate to have to have a junior college such as such as Sandberg in our area. I mean, 
tons of local kids have taken advantage. Tons of kids, period, have taken advantage of, of the programs out there, and a ton of our local kids have too. Yeah. yeah. It's good to see. They get a great education out there. I mean, aside from criminal justice, whatever program you go into, you're going to find faculty that are actually there for the student. Yeah, that's 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 good to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, virtual reality. I know one of the subjects we want to tackle today is the whole virtual reality thing. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, virtual reality is just improving and improving every day. It, even the system that we have, we have uh, Apex Officer VR. Um, I get updates uh, every month that I have to install to the system because it's constantly improving. Uh, what the system is is uh, you wear a backpack. And then you have a headset, and then, you you know, I give you a gun belt if you don't, you know, if you're a police officer, you got one, but the students don't have one, so you got a gun belt, uh, you got a gun and a taser, I put cuffs in there, I mean, the gun belt's weighted, we put you in that, that scenario uh, the best we can as of real, real life. As real as possible, yes. yeah. And, and that's, you know, when, what you see is people like you would uh, at I could put you in any, you know, I could put you in a school, I could put you in a prison, I can put you out on the street, in an alley, inside of an apartment. Um, there's so many different scenarios. Um, I put you in that that simulated reality, and you have to communicate. Uh, there's no preset, you know, I push a button and let it play out uh, a movie, so to speak. Um, I, I, I sit at a laptop as the controller and I control each person. I can click on whatever person and have them attack you, pull out a cell phone, record you, come up and talk to you, bother you while you're trying to handle a call. Um, and this helps officers practice, you know, not only that shoot, don't shoot type scenario that everybody's familiar with, but that de-escalation type scenario when a mental subject is out of control or somebody from the public comes up and is trying to bother you and get you to do something you shouldn't do and record you on a you know, phone. And it, it gives that officer that, that more involved reality. And yeah. then I, I also talk as not only the dispatcher, but I talk as the suspect. And each person I click on, I can talk as that person. Wow. The voice changes, changes pitch. So if I select a female uh, person that's off to the side, uh, that pitch changes. And when I switch back to the suspect they're dealing with, that pitch changes, and it's and you're there, you're in that scenario, and you Amazing. can walk around the room, and it's you're not just stationary. And there's no cords to trip over because that's a backpack battery system. And I mean, you you can you can tell you can you can teach in a classroom all you want, but you know until yeah. you are right there, hands you know feet in the fire, yeah. it's totally different. And I, I haven't had one person say I don't want to put that headset back on. Everybody wants to get it back on, sure. get back in the simulation. And, you know, I can't imagine a better way to learn, really. Yeah. Yep. You know? Could I mean, you've been doing this a while. Could you have thought, you know, 20, 30 years ago that they would be you would be able to do this today? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, when I was in the academy, we had cap guns. And, <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, and as, as a kid, you know, sometimes the caps don't go bang. <laughs> right. And so you got to click it a couple times. But, you know, now it's, you know, improved to where, wow. you know, you're actually in it. I mean, it's it's got to speed it's got to speed up the whole process. I mean, because you got to get the things you're learning in there is things you acquire as experience yep. as you go on, and you've already kind of had that experience. Yeah, kind. I mean, you, it's not the same as you know the real the real real thing, but pretty darn close. Yeah, I mean it it, it helps those communication skills. Um, 
I can see it in my students when I put my students in there. <clears throat> um, you know, they don't, they're kind of fearful about talking. They don't know the verbiage. Um, you know, one type of word might set somebody off. Um, you know, the, they get to practice that verbal communication skill. And it's interesting to see some of the students that are a little shy and, you know, you would think they're not going to make it as a police officer. Yeah, but when they get that headset on, it's like a switch turns and they are great communicators and they, they can de-escalate really good. And yeah. it, you know it's good training for them. I think it's I think it's the I think it's the ultimate training. I mean, plus with the classroom because there's a lot of stuff you can't do there that you can do in a classroom as well. You know, you know rules and regulations and stuff. But as far as being you know like I say feet in the fire, that's yeah. I can't think of anything better than I've, that would be. I also I've got friends that have different VR systems, and I wish we had it on our VR system. But they have a, a vest that kind of sends out a little shock or pulse, so that if you get shot, you feel it. And that's that's where that technology has gotten. Um, so it's 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 pretty interesting. I know I know artificial AI you know takes a hit sometimes. VR takes a hit, but I'll tell you what. In, in cases like this, I can't think of any other better any other better yeah. training thing. And it's cool. repeatable. I mean, the scenarios yeah, are all going to be different. Again. All right, you screwed that yeah. up. Let's do this yeah. again. Yeah, you can you can start it again. And you know, like my crime lab, I got to get tools out. We got to clean the tools, reset the tools to replicate, sure. you know, something we're doing. And sure. with the VR, you know, you don't have to do that, which, you know, we are looking into getting crime scene VR stuff as well so that we can take pictures, dust for prints, and, and a virtual reality. Uh, law enforcement in general, where, where, where's kind of the state in your, own, in your own mind, kind of just the general law enforcement? Uh, we are hurting. Um, the numbers are down. Even, you know, enrollment, uh, there's just – the interest is not out there anymore. Um, we need to we need to get young people interested back in law enforcement. There's um, been so many so many factors on that whole thing. We could do a whole show probably on the yep. on the factors of why. But yeah, continue on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, programming like cops, uh, sensationalized police chases, uh, that stuff has gone to the side. Uh, there's been a lot of broadcasting that's been canceled uh, because of the the negative publicity over police officers. Undeserved, uh, but that's, yeah. that's my own. Yeah. Right. No, I mean you're yeah. you're not wrong. I mean, you know, most of us in this nation, seventy uh, percent of us support law enforcement. It's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease that you know gets all the negative attention and. Uh, I, I've dur during my dissertation, uh, I looked at different studies, and let's uh, a rural department. Let's just say a rural department is any officer or any department that is under fifty officers. That's a rural department, and seventy-two percent of the nation is made up of rural departments. And when you see the negative publicity with officers, you know, getting involved in shootings, those all happen in major cities. So now we're punishing all the rural departments. And doing the police reform for actions that happen in major cities, which is harder to vet sure. the good officers. Um, the more officers that you have rolling in and out is going to be harder to maintain and you know vet whether that officer is going to be a good officer. And that's why big cities have problems. And you can't watch them all. Sure. If you got yeah. you know two thousand cattle, you can't watch all those cows. If you got twenty cattle, you can manage those a lot mm -hmm. easier. 
and that's the same the same concept yeah that's actually a great way of explaining it i don't think i've ever had anybody kind of explain it in the way and that's the perfect way to explain yeah. it you know yeah. and now we're going to run into a bigger issue if we don't get more applicants uh when i was hired i was hired on a cops fast grant and a lot of departments increased their officers through these cops fast grants and, and that's all that that grant was for is to add officers to a department well now we're coming to that era where those officers are retiring so that big bump of increase of officers are now becoming retirement age so now you're going to have a big decline in applicants or in you know positions you know needed to be filled and that's the problem we're having now is there's just no applicants to apply I uh, and and I know Vanessa's probably going to shake her head and go. He always turns everything towards sports. <laughs> I mean, we're we're seeing an official shortage in sports because the most of the of the officials are getting older now. Yep. They're getting out of it, and there's not very many young officials getting yeah. in. Same, not as important as as, as uh, no as I'm, your scenario, but it's the same. Maybe people can relate sports wise to the same kind of thing. We're not, we're running out of officials, the, which the is kind of what you guys do official. Yeah, the whole nation and employment itself, no matter whether it's criminal justice, Walmart, wherever you're going, you can see it. Uh, go to Walmart, see how many people are actually working there. Um, you know, we have a local uh, dollar general that shuts down at night sometimes because they don't have anybody to work. Um, and that's, that's, sad and then our volunteer services are even suffering because the younger generation doesn't want to volunteer for free no shoot no you know, they don't crazy. want to work what, what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> let alone do something for free that you know so right um and i know when, when people think criminal justice they they automatically think police officer mm -hmm. i mean just first thing that comes to mind so much more to the criminal justice program yes yeah and and we you know we discuss that uh in great detail in my intro to criminal justice class all the different avenues you can get into. And, and I, you know, I get a lot of students that aren't seeking a criminal justice degree. They just take my class because they heard it. It's easy. Or they heard, you know, my class is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Sure. And, and we talk about, you know, probation, court system, corrections, uh, dispatch. I mean, there's so much you can get into. And we even touch a little basis on, you know, the fire science. And so, yeah, there, there's just, there's so much you can get into. I've, I've had students that, you know, will peek in on my class and I invite them in and I don't, you know, I don't care. You want to sit on a class, yeah. just sit in on a class, see. see what it's about. And uh, I had one student do that, that uh, was wheelchair bound and he asked, well, what, you know, what, what, what kind what kind of criminal justice career can I have? I'm like, I mean, you can have whatever, oh, yeah. whatever your mind is set to, you can do. I mean, it, it's, it's all a mental kind of kind of thing you know obviously there's going to be some some physical limitations but you know you know, you can get into dispatch you can get, there's a lot of things you can do my uh, actually my father uh spent 20 years at hill correction my father was a, a, a correctional officer at, at in gelsberg for yeah. 20 years and retired over there yeah he got into he got into the key control part of it you know but um yeah so i mean i i heard heard stories and, and him talk about the whole criminal justice thing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, anything else on behalf of, of the uh, programs at, at Sandberg? Nothing I can think of. I mean, we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's been interesting. I've, I've learned so much usually when I sit down and talk to anybody, but I learned a lot um, yeah. with what you got going I, on over there. Very interesting, man. I, I just invite, you know, anybody that wants to come out, even if you're not interested in criminal justice, you know, come take a class. And, uh, you know, I, most of the time my investigation classes are filled, so get in there quick. 
Uh, everybody wants to take those classes. I mean, it's all hands-on. I mean, we do hands-on stuff. <laughs> and then my intro classes, you know, pretty much all my classes, you know, we have fun. Uh, I relay some of the stories that I've experienced uh, to the topics in the course room to help you kind of remember. And, I bet you could write a book. Yeah, I, with some of the things that oh, you've yeah, I could write a book. And, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, uh, Chris, thank you so much for for joining us today. And and uh, again, folks, I, I highly suggest you go over and check out check out Sandberg if, you, if you're on that fence of, of where you want to go. Check out our local junior college, Carl Sandberg College, and, and look up Chris. He'll, he'll talk you into it. Yeah, thank you very much. You bet. Chris Barber, he is the coordinator of criminal justice programs at uh, Carl Sandberg College here on The Morning Show. We'll be back.